Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Had a Magical Day. I'm your host, Scott Otto, and today our guest is Anne-Marie Ganji. She is a Disney travel agent and a big Disney fan. So welcome to the show, Anne-Marie. Thank you, Scott. I'm very excited to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you for being our guest. Um, so let's get started with, we usually like to start with the background of people. Like you're obviously a huge Disney fan. I know your, your travel agency does more than just Disney, but I know from uh, meeting you previously that you're a very big Disney fan. So tell us like how you got into Disney. Was it growing up with the movies or the TV show or what? How did no, um, I'm the youngest of 11. Mm-hmm. So growing up, we, we didn't travel. So I did not take my first Disney trip until my honeymoon which wow. was in 1987. And I didn't go again until after I had children in, I believe it was 2002. And that's when it hit me and all the magic. and Wow. So what was, was it hooked. about that trip that really did it for you? I think it was seeing it through my children's eyes. Mm-hmm. What were some of your favorite uh, memories from that trip? Like, What were the things that really got the kids excited uh, when, when you were there? Oh, I think uh, we all had matching shirts, <laughs> all five of us. Every day I planned a color and uh, yeah, well, that was fun for me. I don't think the kids really appreciated it that much. But uh, we At the time we stayed at the Contemporary, so we were nice and close to Magic Kingdom. Uh, there was, uh, let's see, Hollywood Studios was MGM back there. I don't think we did much. I don't even know, remember going to MGM. I wasn't a fan back then. But we did. Uh, well, there wasn't as much Animal to do back then. There, no. uh, Magic uh, Magic Kingdom, of course, and Animal Kingdom and Epcot. Mm, wasn't a fan of Epcot. I'm more of a fan now, mm-hmm. more so with all the festivals. I really enjoy. Sure. That. Well, that's really been the big draw for Epcot now. Yeah, like you, I was disappointed when it first opened. I was a big geek. My friend had told me about it long before it opened. Oh, this experimental prototype city of tomorrow is going to be this. You're going to live in the future when you go there, or whatever. And it was kind of a disappointment because it really wasn't that futuristic it had a couple of nice exhibits about the future but mostly it was just uh kind of an eh thing but now yeah. they, have, they have more rides and now they have all the festivals which are great yeah really enjoy the festivals yeah so let me ask you this just uh because i had this conversation with with family because we did our first big family trip for my five-year-old great nephew and like you took the first trip with the kids right to the contemporary like you're kind of starting out at the top was there any concern like you were setting the bar high for the kids for future trips? <laughs> Not really. The reason why we went to the contemporary, excuse me, is because we were a family of five. Hmm. So you had to, uh, you couldn't do a value back then. And I don't remember oh. why we chose the contemporary, probably due to the location. But um, yeah, the contemporary was just okay. We were, all, we were in the garden wing. We weren't in the tower. And I think that probably... Mm-hmm makes the difference but still the uh location is great the location is is obviously great and a big selling point for that and like you yeah first time i stayed there i was in the garden wing mm-hmm, me the too second time, yeah. the second time i was in the tower and yeah it does make it does make yeah, a yeah yeah a theme park view preferred <laughs> yes well i haven't had that yet i was still in the tower we were facing the other way but um so that was 2002 you had a great time you became a big disney parks fan but uh, when did you start doing the travel as your business? So right after that trip, I decided uh, I really enjoyed Disney. I wanted to go again. So I joined the AOL 
Disney message boards. I don't know if you remember those. (laughs) And I became friends with a group of women and we all bonded over our love for Disney. And eventually the message boards disbanded and we moved on to uh, an email group and we all talk daily up to this day. And we all share our love for Disney. Some of us travel there more than others. Mm -hmm. And over the years, um, one of my friends from that group, Robin, who is the owner of Vacations with Character, she said, Amory, 2016, she said, Amory, you know so much and you plan, help everyone plan, you really should come to work with me. So I did. Oh, wow. You might have asked what were you doing before that? Um, I was working at the family-owned bowling center. Oh, okay. And I currently work at the public library. So I do both. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. Um, So you started that, I would say 2016? You started? 2016. So it's been six years. And, you know, in the travel agency business, you need to create a clientele. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it starts out slow and you, you know, make, uh, you get clients and hopefully they return and they pass your name along and here we are. So, uh, and so in the last like seven years, like how many times have you been to Disney? I did kind of make a list. Um, let's see how many times here. I think four, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 times. I, um, I was going once every year or so, mm-hmm. but then 2020 and COVID hit and, right. um, and of course the kids were grown. So, I was able to travel more my solo or with my husband. And we took well, this past year, last year, it was four times, four wow. times in a year. But Disney has been very, very good to us. That's good. So tell us a little bit about so what you do for people when you plan these trips and uh, what target audiences do you have? Like we have, you know, there, there are a lot of people who, like myself, we know a lot about Disney, but there are probably little things that you have that I couldn't get otherwise or wouldn't know about. And and then also what you do just for the, like the beginner person going to Disney for the first time. Well, Disney has changed so much. Um, yeah. And a lot of it is due to COVID. Uh, but, you know, the past 10 years, it's changed a lot. But with COVID, everything, everything changed. And now we have park reservations and... Uh, you know, the virtual queues, the boarding groups, and people just don't know that. And it's a bit complicated for your average traveler. So, um, you know, I try and teach them how to uh, do these things, how to navigate the park. Um, I do not get, they do not pay me. Travel agents are paid by commission by through Disney. Mm-hmm. And I can help a traveler as much or as little as they like. So the a new traveler, um, I supply them with a lot of information, hmm. but I don't want to overwhelm them. So I kind <laughs> of take their hand yeah. and we walk through it at their pace. Now, when you said you kind of explained to them how everything works, uh, especially now with the phone, do you do that before the trip, obviously, or do you do it when they arrive um, at the park? Before, or? during, and after. Oh, yeah. um, before they arrive at the park, definitely. Hmm. Um, it's important to know some of these things in the park reservations need to be made right away. 60 days before travel is when your dining window opens. So ahead of that, you know, we discuss 
you know, what they'd like, if they would like to do character meals. And so I book for them. Some clients are more seasoned and they like to book their own dining and that's mm -hmm. fine. Or sometimes they'll reach out to me and say, I just can't get this particular Topolino's, Topolino's Terrace Breakfast is the most popular, I believe, right now. Uh, they just can't get it. But I have some uh, tricks up my sleeve and I have some uh, paid <laughs> paid uh, apps that help me watch for openings so mm -hmm. I can grab them as soon as they open. So okay. I've had uh, good luck with so that. Those are openings that happen like after the 60-day window where things might have been yes. booked and somebody cancels. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah that's a nice that's a nice skill to have or <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun it's uh when i get that alert and then you get to get right on and grab it yeah. for a client but i've also been in touch with clients while they're there if they're having issues if they're having uh trouble or if they need help getting the virtual queue i'll do that for them the morning of uh hollywood studios when it was uh rise of the resistance mm -hmm. and remy at Epcot, I would get them virtual queues for Remy. And now we have Guardians of the Galaxy in Epcot. Yes. Uh, and and yeah, Tron. Epcot. <laughs> is, is Tron going to do that too? Uh, yes, Tron is going to yeah. be virtual queue as well. Yeah. And I'm wondering if once Tron opens, which is April 4th, in their virtual queue, if they will drop the virtual queue over at Guardians. So that's a wait and see. We'll have to see mm -hmm. what happens with that. Yes, it has gotten at least easier, in my experience, to get the Guardians of the Galaxy queue now, I noticed. Between, we went in August, could not get it. Then we had like seven people, we had several people trying to get it. And then I went in September, like a month later, and I was able to get, get it. Oh, get good. It. Yeah. You know, it sounds like from what you're saying, that the services you offer actually were great for anybody, because I'm like a hardcore traveler. And because this was my great nephew's first travel, like I spent so much time planning that trip and it was such a head and I had you know a niece and nephew were also big Disney people and we like for the 60 day window for the restaurants I had a spreadsheet we split it up between the three of us to all try to get it you, uh, you could have saved me so much stress and headache <laughs> to, to just plan the trip and I could have relaxed for <laughs> months before the trip for me I the planning is is half the fun of, mm -hmm. of the trip and that's why I went on to do what I'm doing now for other people because I just enjoy doing it mm -hmm. Yes, I certainly enjoyed doing it more before the whole reservation system and the things with the, you know, it was easier when you didn't have all that and you could just, I could just plan like special treats for the family mm -hmm. by doing one of the tours or something like that, you know, signing up for one of those extras. Yeah, and surprise them. Yes, yes. Have you done the dessert, the fireworks dessert yes. party? Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah, those are a nice treat. Yeah. And that's not that expensive either. It's a really kind of affordable treat. That's I think I recommend to people. I just had a friend and his, his wife and their daughters went down there and they did that based on my recommendations. So they, nice. they time. yeah. What are some of your favorite uh, things to do down there? What kind of events do you recommend? I noticed you talk, you mentioned Topolino. I just want to make clear for people that you're specifically talking about the character breakfast there. The, you, yes. That is the best character uh, breakfast at uh, Disney. Yes. Did we were able to go? Uh, we went to Topolino's for dinner. We didn't go for, for the dinner. Character. Well, dinner's very nice as well, but it's not character. Yes. But the uh, character breakfast, uh, I go every time I go to Disney, we go at least once. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great meal and it's a great character interaction. Yes. And for everybody else at the Riviera Hotel. Yes. Which is beautiful. It is beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Is, and right on the Skyliner. Skyliner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were lucky enough. We had the 
four days, three nights there that we won at the D23 conference. Nice. Yeah. And uh, since we had just been in August, we mostly just enjoyed the hotel. We hung out by the pool. We just kind of, mm-hmm. it's a very nice place. It's very relaxing, which is odd to say about Disney, but it was, it was really nice. It is. It's, you don't feel yeah. like you're in Disney. It's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful resort. I don't, if you were to ask what my favorite resorts were, I would have mm-hmm. to say either Riviera or Animal Kingdom Lodge, Savannah View. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've heard about, I've never been, I've heard about that. It sounds spectacular. I've stayed a couple of times um, in the past three times I've stayed at one of the one bedroom villas, mm. which are amazing. Amazing. You get to, you wake up and you can see the animals all out there. Every morning we sat out there and had our coffee and yeah, it was great. So then you don't, you don't need to go on the uh, safari ride at that point. I'd still go on the safari. <laughs> <laughs> So my favorite, uh, my favorite, I think right now would be the Guardians, mm-hmm. uh, but it's Guardians of the Galaxy. But that's, you know, can be, uh, you can't just walk on. You have to make a plan, either buy the individual Lightning Lane or get a virtual queue or do both, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Epcot with the festivals is probably a big draw. Yes. Magic Kingdom, fireworks, uh, love fireworks. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, one of the what top are your things. thoughts like on, didn't they just bring back, did they just bring back wishes or? Did I, oh, I wish they would bring back wishes. <laughs> They're bringing back uh, Happily Ever After. Happily Ever After, okay. Which I loved. Yes. But I, I didn't think when it first came out, I didn't think I would love it as much as I loved wishes. But over hmm. time, you know, you get used to it and you you love it for what it is. But it's going to be a little bit different, Happily Ever After. I believe similar music, but a little bit different than what it was before what was the most recent one that a lot of people didn't seem to like oh, or at least didn't like it as much as the previous <laughs> uh, oh now i'm having a mental a mental block <laughs> happily ever after and enchantment enchantment yeah that that was a made a big uproar when that came out mm-hmm. um and i grew to to enjoy it yeah, it was nice. I we uh, the first night we were there in August, I rented a boat and we just watched it from the water. Mm-hmm. And for most of the people, they hadn't been there in well, a couple. My five year old had never been there, but my sister and her family hadn't been there in like ten years, um, and my niece in law hadn't been there in like thirty years. But so they loved it. You know, they don't. They you know, Disney's fireworks are spectacular. You're just comparing yes. it to some impossible standard that you know <laughs> you remember from you know ten, fifteen years ago or whatever. Yeah, we we get a kind of snobby about our yeah. fireworks. Those of us who have gone a few times. Yeah, well, people love Disney, so they they gravitate gravitate to the best of the best, and then when it changes at all, then they get really upset. Yeah, yeah, we don't like change. Yeah, exactly. But bringing up the individual lightning lanes and the lightning lane and the genie plus, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that throws people for a loop. And uh, another thing I can help them with, or at least help understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you do? I'm wondering, like, what do you do for people who aren't good with phones or maybe don't even have a phone? What do you what do you do for those folks? I haven't come across that yet. Okay. I did have one person who had difficulty. Their phone was was too old. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did okay. I was I was able to get him his boarding group. I believe it was for uh Remy at the time because mm-hmm. uh, he just couldn't do it on his phone so I, d- I did it for him and I don't I don't mind I get up at 7 a.m actually 
630 because we want to start the process at 645 to get that 7 a.m. boarding group. <laughs> it's awesome. like winning the lottery when I when we get it. So it's, it's, it's a exciting. Good thing. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. um, I think also if you don't have a phone, as long as you get a, a profile set up like on the Disney page where somebody else can make your reservations for you, right? Uh, park reservations? Yeah. Park reservations are a little tricky because uh, Disney wants you to do it yourself because you have to sign away all these waivers. But yeah, you could do it. You could do it from uh, your home computer. You don't have to do it from the phone. But when you're in the parks, having a phone is really beneficial. Oh, yeah. If nothing else, just for even keeping in touch with your group in case you get separated. You that know. too. <laughs> but but then our phones die. So you need to bring a power battery yeah. power bank to uh, make sure you recharge halfway through the day. Exactly. That's always a good tip. What other uh, good tips do you have for people who are in the park to make it a little easier? You know, things like bring water or things like that. To... Um, bring water. Uh, they will give you free water and ice at any of the uh, stands, any of the restaurants. Um, I like to tell people to pack their patience <laughs> and uh, take a break. I think it's important to take a break if you can, um, if you're staying on property, it's easier than if you're off property, you know, go, go back after lunch, lay down, put your feet up, maybe go for a swim. And depending on the time of year, um, just cool off and then mm. maybe go back out later as the sun's going down and enjoy the evening. It's much more comfortable. Yeah. that's a great tip. I, I concur hundred percent. I and my niece in particular, we were kind of, fanatics about getting our money's worth and going from Commando? To sundown and then finally like 10 years ago I was like this is crazy you know and when you do that you take it in and you're like because these are beautiful hotels these are nice hotels they have a lot of nice amenities the pools are always nice it's so worth it to come back in the middle of the day take that break especially with younger kids because they get cranky mm -hmm. you know they'll stay out there because they, they yeah, they're getting it. up early they're staying yeah. up late and but, they're run run running Right. And then they're burnt out after a couple of days. So it's better mm -hmm. to take the time in the middle of the day and enjoy what you paid for. You paid for that hotel, you know, and they. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take, take advantage of the amenities. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, memory maker. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's it's the totally uh, photos it. that you get. Is that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. The photo pass memory maker covers uh, your photos for your entire stay. Uh, includes uh, photos you've taken uh, on the rides are included. Any photos you've taken with the photographers in front of the castle, for example, I think that's totally worth it. Yes. And for people who don't know, like those photographers are everywhere. You can flag yeah. a photographer down almost anywhere in the park and have them take a picture mm -hmm. of your family. Yeah. And you just scan your I, magic band and it shows up. I love the zoom photos. Have you seen those Scott? No. The Zoom photos, they have one in each park and it, uh, you know, starts from, it's usually at the top of a building somewhere and it zooms into your group and then zooms back out. It's really cool. Oh, wow. So how yeah. do you go about getting that? It does it do it automatically. You have to go find a photographer. You have that. to find the photographer. You have to know where they are. Okay. So, I, I and imagine... that's another hint. I'll, I'll send to a client, hey, swing by over here. This is where they're hiding. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought they might be in obvious places. Like you think when you enter most of these places, there's usually a high building at some point. There's always a high point for you to look at and you'd think they'd be up there somewhere. But yeah. Um, some secrets. That's good to know. Yeah. All the right. one in animal kingdom is really pretty hidden. Hmm. 
I didn't even know that area was there over by uh, Expedition Everest. There's mm-hmm. a little set of stairs that you would go up. And there's a little sign there. It's pretty, it doesn't stick out much. Right. Um, Magic Kingdom, it's to the right of the castle as you're walking over to Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. And I think Hollywood Studios moves around a bit. Okay. And we don't want you to give away all your secrets, Sam Marie. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't mentioned uh, the name of your company. Why don't you mention? Oh, sure. Vacations yeah. with Character. We're right. based they, out of Georgia. And they can find that online at? Vac- vacationswithcharacter.com. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy to remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though we're a Disney podcast, so we'll say you do more than Disney. So why don't you tell us about some of the other uh, places you do? Oh, I just booked uh, an all-inclusive at Sandals. It's going to be amazing for my client. Ah, where, what island is it? There's lots uh, of sandals, right? Barbados. Oh, okay. In the next, uh, in April. So it's a, a short uh, planned trip. It was uh, very quick. Um, it's going to, Sandals is amazing. Um, mm. I'm big on Universal. But Universal doesn't still have, still love Disney more than Universal. Universal <laughs> doesn't have the magic, but, you know, they have Harry Potter. So that's cool. I'm not a huge Harry Potter guy, but when I went there, they did a fantastic job with that. That's the closest thing to Disney that... I've seen outside of Disney. Yeah, yeah it's, their Harry Potter area is really cool. To have you done the Velocicoaster? No, <laughs> that's intense. <laughs> I've done it a couple of times. The first time, I'm like, I can't go back on that right right away. <laughs> so, of course, they have the more intense rides. Yes, but well, they have Disney's catching up. Disney's catching up with Tron and and Guardians. Mm-hmm. And uh, cruising, we I book a lot of cruises. We just got back. I put together a group uh, going through the Panama Canal. Oh, it was wow. 15 nights. We flew out to L.A. Uh, some of us flew out a few days early. And then we boarded the ship and cruised through the Mexican Riviera, through the Panama Canal, and back up to Miami. Oh, nice. So from L.A. Was, to Miami, the canal. Like, yeah, it was it was amazing. I, I visited some ports I'd never thought I would visit in my lifetime so that was cool and the panama canal is amazing that's fantastic so and again you said that for the disney stuff, you work on commission we work on commission for for pretty much everything mm-hmm. for cruises universal okay. disney it does uh, travel agents should be free service to all guests um, if they charge you that's unusual mm-hmm. All right. So good to know. Like some people might have, when I started talking and we talked about a Disney travel agent, they might assume, oh, I'm going to have to pay extra mm-hmm. for that. But it's just the. There are plants, people that call themselves planners out there mm-hmm. that may charge, uh, but a true travel agent uh, won't do that. Well, that's great to know. Well, I should say a good travel agent. <laughs> and you are a good travel <laughs> agent. <laughs> so before we wrap up, why don't you give us like your perfect day at the. Uh, well, at Disney World. Like, what would you do if you had to? Do, you had one day to just do your favorite. One thing. day to just yeah. just fly there and in yeah. Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. just get it. Go Magic Kingdom the whole day. Maybe take a nap somewhere. I'd have to find some somewhere to hide and take a nap. Uh, but Magic Kingdom. Uh, gosh, maybe maybe breakfast at Cinderella's Castle. Have some mimosas uh catch, catch all the parades uh mickey's full of magic is my favorite 
watch uh, that a few times. Hang around for the parade, then hang around for the uh, fireworks. That would that would be my day. Uh, uh, just a Magic Kingdom day. Okay, excellent. Fireworks always a good way to end the, the evening. <laughs> the Magic Kingdom. So you go a lot, and I know you're up on events. What are some cool things coming up in the next few months at Disney? I know right now there's the, the Festival of the Arts. Is that Epcot? Festival of the Arts. And then we're going to be having Flower and Garden. When does that start, roughly? Um, I'm not exactly sure the start date, but I will be there beginning of May, and I know it will be going on during that, during that okay. period. Uh, I believe... Uh, Food and wine usually starts around July. It starts mm -hmm. much earlier than it used to. Yeah. It's always, so I think there's yeah. only one week in between each festival. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Tron, Tron opening. Right. You said April yeah. 4th? Yes. 4-4. Mm -hmm. And let's see what else. Harmonious at Epcot is going away. I believe they're bringing back Epcot forever, but they may tweak it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Harmonious at first because eh, it's so big and huge, yeah. but it was a pretty cool presentation. Yes. Uh, let's see what else. And then uh, the new Happily Ever After coming back is great. I'm trying to think park to park. That's all that's coming to me. That's a lot. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Good update for folks. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our show. Thank you very Excellent. much for joining us. And Thank you, Scott. If you're open to it, love to have you come back in the future with updates of, of things. You know, sure. Give us a scoop. I'd love to. All right. I love to talk. If I'm not in Disney, I love to talk about Disney. All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our episode with uh, Disney travel agent Anne Marie Ganji. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you, see you real, real soon. soon.